Welcome to Agency for Change, a podcast from Kid Glove that brings you the stories of changemakers who are actively working to improve our communities. In every episode, we'll meet with people who are making a lasting impact in the places we call home. Hi, everyone. This is Lynn Weinman, president of Kid Glove. Welcome to another episode of the Agency for Change podcast. Now, you all know I'm in advertising, and we've all heard that adage, sell the sizzle, not the steak. Well, today's guest does both. Angie Kubacek is the Director of Growth Marketing at Omaha Steaks. And she was also recently named the 2020 AMA Lincoln Marketer of the Year. Angie, congratulations and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to come chat with you today. <laughs> yeah, I always love, I always love a good chat. And uh, let's start with Omaha Steaks, one of Nebraska's <sighs> most well-known brands. Could you give our listeners a high-level overview of the company and even how it's evolved over the years? Yeah. So I think, you know, most we're very fortunate, right? We're one of those brands. Everyone can roll it off the tongue. We we're actually just on family feud. We were the number two answer of what's most known in Omaha. It was Omaha, the city or Omaha steak. So wow. we're pretty, it was a, a fun little brand moment for us, but you know, Omaha steaks is, we actually were celebrating our 104th uh, anniversary right now, which is a huge cue for an Omaha company to be able to stay. And we are still a family owned business. We are still family owned and operated. We're in the fifth generation and they're still involved. So, it, which is a pretty cool thing to have within the ethos of a company is it is very family feel oriented. So, you know, you fight with your family and you love your family, you bond with your family and you and really at work, you spend so much time with each other. You do become that family connection. And so there's definitely that vibe throughout Omaha Steaks. But, you know, as it's passed through the generations and kind of who's kind of running the ship, over the last year, the family really kind of wanted to take us into kind of a new era of what is Omaha steaks, right? We don't want to just be your grandpa's steak, which is, I think, what a lot of people tend to relate with, with our product and what we are as a brand because we are such a legacy out there. And so we've really brought in a lot of fresh blood and new innovative thinkers and idea makers and really kind of changing the way we operate to be more tech focused, really innovative in our processes, thinking about how do we become more sustainable as a brand and organization and just really pushing ourselves to always be the best. And something we say in a lot of our meetings is that we're never satisfied with the results. And so that's really become a mantra. And so everything we, we do, we think, how do we, can we innovate? How can we make it better? And that's really what's been changing through Omaha Steaks, you know, really, and I will, probably will get emotional because he was a great man, but um, our CEO and, you know, family founder, he passed away unexpectedly in February. I'd only worked there since November and you feel such a connection to him because he was a very fiery spirited person. And Todd has content, Todd Simon, who is now our acting CEO, he stepped right back into fill in the void. But like this year has become this year that we're like, we're going to make Bruce proud because he loved everyone at Omaha Steaks. He loved the company so much. And, you know, that's like, it's just, it's when you have that connection with people who run this mega company, like that, I thought was a really unique experience to be able to have and made it really endearing. So that's, that's kind of what Omaha Steaks is up to right now is just for really 
excited to continue to let new people experience our brand and to help just make that legacy live on for the family that cares so much. I love so much about what you just said. I mean, it just feels great to be in a company that feels like a family, but it also makes me think, think back 104 years ago, like what would they even think if they walked into Omaha Steaks today and saw everything that you're doing? So I... That's a, a really cool thought, but congratulations on 104 years. I, I imagine one thing that's changed too is your title. I love your title, the Director of Growth Marketing. I'm just curious, yeah. Angie, what does your day-to-day look like and what are you focused on? Yeah, so the day-to-day is it's ever-evolving. It's always changing. So my role specifically is tapped with bringing in a new audience base for Omaha Steaks. For a long time, they've done a great job of a lot of organic growth, to be really honest. And they've lived on a lot of direct response principles within the framework of Omaha Steaks. That's really uh, the backbone of our company. And actually, a lot of team members have a shirt that I still need to get, which is, I will mail you steaks because that's really how we grew the business in our legacy time. So now my role is to leverage new technology and new channels to help us connect with a new audience. So connecting with those individuals who fall into our sweet spot spot of our demographics, but also introducing people to our brand at a little bit of a different kind of tier two audience for us to kind of pull them into Omaha Steaks. So that's really what my my focus is as my, my role. And so as Bruce, who I just spoke about, he told me on one of my last calls with him that I, he looked at myself and the the director of customer retention and connection that we were hit like his daughters because we, um, we love to spend his money. (laughs) (laughs) So it was always a joke for us. So like, so then, you know, we drive a lot of the ad spend and then that nurturing of that customer to make sure that they feel that connection to our brands. So I have a team that's really focused on traditional marketing tactics and then those DR principles and then a new digital team that we're really starting to build out within our walls to make sure that we are, really following that customer journey or not following because it's all over the map now, but making sure that we're present and relevant where they're at. Yeah. You know, I do have to admit when it's Christmas time or Thanksgiving time, or there's a special event and you get an Omaha Steaks package delivered to your house (laughs) or your office, that's always like an amazing day. But I've got to think that competition has to be really increasing. I mean, as technology changes for marketing, but also for shipping, uh, I've got to imagine that your position is really working on getting out ahead of some of that competition. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The competition has just gotten more aggressive to be really frank, um, especially in the digital space, because right, that's a more nimble approach and you can kind of ebb and flow based on your budgets and what you can bring in. But we have seen more players come into the space and then we've seen typical non-contenders really kind of get aggressive. So the pandemic really adjusted people's buying patterns over the last year. And so we now have a broader audience because people always thought of Omaha Steaks as a gift for the holidays or for Father's Day. But then, you know, when the pandemic really reared its ugly head, it became, I need, there's a beef, there's a shortage of beef and meat. And I don't want to, I don't feel safe going to the store. Shoot, my city is shut down. I cannot go to the grocery store. So we found a lot of people opting into Omaha Steaks because we could solve that problem for them and that need. And so where my my other opportunity is for our brand is making sure that people realize that even though that the world is, I will cautiously say, starting to open yeah. up, uh, speak too soon, right? And we're going to be saying this is outdated. 
But as we kind of even go through the Delta variant, like we are this option, but grocery stores changed their models and how they supported pre-order your groceries. We'll do deliveries. They expanded their footprint of where deliveries were allowed to go. And so that then created another new layer of competition for us over this last year that we absolutely are looking at. Yeah. Angie, I was talking with another marketer who was very excited and said, hey, one of the great things about the pandemic is we now are opened to a greater geographic area. But then as we talked, there was this realization, it means that all of our competitors are now open <laughs> to our geographic area as well. So, you know, double, double-edged sword there, so. It is, and with like the Delta variant picking up again, it's gonna be a different ball yeah. game for us to play in because now consumers kind of understand where they're comfortable. They understand how to navigate what their, their normal looks right. like. And so we need to make sure that we're providing them an experience and um, an offering that makes them think that was the best solution during for my life that made it convenient and easy and awesome. And it brought me joy. And so we just need to make sure we keep delivering on that promise. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as you talk about experience, I know a lot of your customer experience has moved to your website. And one thing I noticed on the website is this line that says committed to delivering the very best. And I know that that yeah. really speaks to the quality of the food, but I'm wondering if it applies to your department as well. I mean, how does that relate to your team's work? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's, you know, goes back to our mantra of, as a group, I um, mean, you know, our CMO, Julie Evans is always like, we're never satisfied. We always want to think, how can we do a better job? We've hit the mark. We exceeded a goal, which is awesome. And we celebrate, but for us as a team, it's, you know, there's always something we can think of differently and be considerate of. And so for us, it's really making sure that we are being this detailed oriented team members and making sure that we're thinking things through. So we are, as an organization, have historically been very siloed in how we approached marketing. Direct mail didn't relate to what was happening in email, and that didn't relate to what we were doing in search. And so as the website has become a bigger player for us and our mobile site, our mobile experience is now the dominant player for us, really making sure that we have that connected experience and bringing it all together. So it's causing us to make sure we have a really collaborative team. So that way we're cognizant of what offers do we have out there? How, what's our promo strategy and pricing? And how is that helping make our customers' lives easier? And honestly, one of the ways that we've doubled down is, is as much as website is really key and pinnacle to our success, we still have a really strong call-in audience. And so oh, we listen yeah. to calls every week. What are pain points? Why did they call in? What do they love about our products and packages and our assortment value? And then how do we make sure we're making that then flip into our marketing presence that we have out there so we don't make it this like confusing experience? And then the other thing the team is really trying to make sure that we commit to is giving them that best collaboration and partnership. So I just bought this amazing steak. How do I make sure it cooks so well at home? How do we make sure we're providing them the tools, the recipes, and that follow through experience that makes them think, well, that was worth it. Cause it was not only the best steak of my life, but I actually can prepare it at home, which is one of the biggest years for customers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the team really, we have to think through that mindset a lot. So every day we're challenging, you know, the results, the KPIs, are we getting our ROAS targets out of this? Is this giving us our payback window that we're looking for? Is this being judicious to our company? Because the investment we make today, we wanted to have that future payoff for the business. So we think about all of that with every single transaction we make in advertising. So that way 
we're really making sure when I acquire that customer, they are going to stick around for the next three to five years. So Angie, I know this was just an example when you say, hey, when I pick up the phone and order a steak, but I am curious when you place your own order for yourself or your family, (laughs) what are your favorite things from Omaha Steaks to order? Oh my gosh. So, I mean, we're famous for our fillets. I will have to say we have um, a proprietary cut. We have our butcher's cut line that we actually, we did a lot of product innovation in this last year because we really wanted to make sure we were delivering on that great first customer experience for a lot of people who met us during the pandemic. And so our butcher's cut fillet is by far one of the most buttery steaks you'll ever have. You can cut it with a fork, butter knife at home. You don't have to go to a chef house to get that done. Absolutely. A must have in your kitchen. I really like a ribeye. I don't really care about the calorie count sometimes when I'm eating a steak at home. And so our crown ribeye is by far the most buttery steak you'll ever have in your life. And then our caramel apple tartlets are the best dessert in the world. I literally just had a shipment come to my house today, maybe. And I may have ordered a bunch for my daughter's birthday. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm adding them all to my list. That's fantastic. I will say the caramel. And it's nice because everything's like individually packed. So like if you're working at home, you can cook up a salmon or a filet right at home. And you don't have to like get out the entire box or package and it's all flash frozen right away. So you don't have to worry about it like decaying and then not having it at that peak moment of mm. that to be frozen in your freezer. So I, I've gotten spoiled. And so now has my husband who I think we are <laughs> at a yeah. freezer room. I imagine your whole family is spoiled uh, yes. with that menu, with that menu online. <laughs> so is. Angie, there's such a sense of pride and you mentioned this in the beginning. I mean, to be a, a Jeopardy question, uh, or a family feud question. Family I think. feud. I family mean, we've feud. been on Jeopardy as well, but family feud is, it's fun. That's pretty cool. <laughs> to hear St- Steve Harvey utter your name has to be pretty good. So, but yes. there's a real sense of pride of people who live in Omaha or people even who live in, in Nebraska when they hear Omaha Steaks mentioned outside of the state. I mean, just knowing that that your company is important to the community How would you say Omaha Steaks gives back to the community? Uh, The community is is at the heart of Omaha Steaks. It's definitely at the heart of our family quite a bit that we have. And so, I mean, since they've been around, they've been a huge um, philanthropist within our community. They give to a lot of our arts programs in Omaha, to be really honest, um, which you know, a lot of times, you know, I've held the seat where you have to choose how, who are you going to give back to, which is like sometimes the worst seat at the table because so you just want to give to everybody. But you, so there's a lot of like a, that brand alignment. And for us, it's, we want to make sure that Omaha is that destination city that we have this amazing place to call home, that it's an attractive place for talent to come and live and raise a family. And so making sure we're supporting the arts and the zoo and our athletic venues around our community is a big part of Omaha Steaks and something that we're really proud of and a part of. And we make sure that actually our team members get to go experience it. So it just isn't something that when you're a sponsor of the C-suite gets the benefit. So we make sure that any team member has access to be able to receive the sometimes the benefits of being a supporter of the different venues within our community, but a big supporter of the arts. But then another one um, we picked up over the last couple of years was Feeding America. It just seemed like a really natural brand alignment for us. It's a nationwide Mm -hmm. organization, but something that is very supported within the Omaha community. And then the last one we just 
engaged in, you know, as an, a national brand, we wanted to make sure that we were doing something that also kind of would connect with any customer that we have. And so Mercy Chefs is a recent affiliation that we picked up. And what they do is they go to where there's a natural disaster and they have chefs like real trained, classically trained chefs prepare these amazing meals for the first responders and the victims um, and the supporters within that community. And so we provide um, meals to those chefs and the food so that way they can make um, amazing gourmet who are really working hard. So when there was that really unfortunate tragedy at that condo in Miami, we were there with them helping to make sure that they had amazing food to be able to prepare for those working around the clock to find survivors. I like that strategy. I have never heard of that. You said Mercy Chefs? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really interesting. Yep, they're a 501c3. Um, yeah, and they go they go all around the country. And so they just kind of go and find where there's this moment. It's a new partnership for Omaha Steaks, and we're really excited to help them in their mission. That's fantastic. You know, great food can be so comforting, especially yeah. in a time of crisis. So Angie, I'd love to know what's one thing that most people don't know about Omaha Steaks? One thing that people don't know about Omaha Steaks, gosh, uh, I'm trying to think about like our hidden secrets that we have, but I would, I honestly will say that we have amazing seafood. I think people are always oh. astounded when I tell them um, that some of my favorite food is our seafood. It is the freshest that you can get. We have amazing teams that go out and, you know, they source the food and then it's frozen right there. And so it, it comes to your home. Just, it tastes so good. You can almost like smell salt water and I'm not being dramatic. I swear it's true. <laughs> I also just had a shipment of salmon burgers and oh, wow. um, salmon for my breakfast in the morning arrived today. Um, I literally just had a package show up <laughs> like an hour ago. And so we have some of the best seafood. And I think people are always amazed by that because we're in Nebraska in the Midwest and we're called Omaha Steaks. But that is probably something that people from like the food side, when I'm always like order a seafood, it's super good <laughs> that they think I'm crazy. And then I would say actually on the employee side, they have as a company really dedicated to making it a more modern and innovative workplace. And so really trying to make sure we treat everyone like family. And I say why that's surprising and unknown is because I, I think, especially if you're from the Omaha and Lincoln area, you hear Omaha Steaks. If you've worked at all in our communities, you're like, oh, that's like an old school company. And they had a lot of rigor and structure. And about a year ago, they really kind of started to change up who, you know, who was at the helm of some different departments and just bringing in those fresh perspectives. And so dedicating into leadership development and team development, but then investing in families. So literally we get these emails and just like two hours ago, there was one kind of noting that we have this family scholarship program. So if I have a kid who's about to graduate from high school, they can apply to get a scholarship for their college credits. And so just little things like that are just really fun perks that um, I still every day kind of discover new ones because I've only yeah. worked here since November. But I think that's also probably something that's like a quiet gem about working at Omaha Steaks is there are a lot of family benefits for us that I don't think it talked about because again, it used to be a very like nine to five in the office and you yeah. sat at your cube and you were here and you did not leave. And now we've thrived during a pandemic. So we're like, yes, we can do this from home. We can have flexible, we can, we can take a little bit of that shrug. And so they've really kind of doubled down on focusing on team development over the last year, which has been really cool to be a part of kind of some of that growth and change. I love hearing that. You referenced this in the beginning, but we spend so much time at work mm -hmm. that just when you're in a culture that's really strong and really supportive and on a team that you love working with, 
you know, it just, it improves your life. It improves, you know, the way you show up for your family and your friends. And I think there's so many good things about that. Just like with any family, right? You have your good days and you have your bad days, but like what I love about, and I have to say a lot of places I've been at, if there's that intention to become that, like no one's ever that perfect organization. A lot of people have the lipstick out there and people are like, Ooh, that's the best place that then you talk to a team member and they're like, no, it sucks working here. So everyone has those like skeletons in their closet, but something I've, it's been fun to be a part of is getting to that, like refresh, like intention for being better. So Angie, let's focus on you a little bit. You were recognized by the American Marketing Association of Lincoln as their 2020 marketer of the year, which is a pretty cool deal. Can you tell us just a bit more about your career in marketing and what this recognition means to you? I know you're very humble and you don't like talking about yourself, but I'm going to ask you to do it anyway. Okay. I think for me, it's just, you know, I think, I think I said it um, in my AMA video that I think a lot of marketers by nature are kind of self-deprecating human beings that we like to put other things on the spotlight. And it's something that I, I will say, you work really hard as a marketer. My husband is a mechanical engineer and we joke about how there is a lot of elbow grease that goes into marketing. And so many people think it's this fluffy, easy job. Yeah. And so I know marketers work their asses off to be <laughs> successful and to make their clients successful or their company successful. And so for me, it was just a recognition that the work I was doing was valuable to people or that my team thought I was a good enough team leader to be like, yeah, I support her. So, or that somebody yeah. like, you know, thought, you know what, I like her work enough and how she operates within the office to even nominate her for this award. Absolutely. Um, to me, that was probably the part that like speaks the most to me is that someone not, you have to be nominated for that. And to be nominated, I thought was really special for me. So that just means with where I've tracked in my career and the different challenges I've taken on and opportunities that you know, there were the right moves and the right bets and that, and, you know, it was recognized. And I think that does feel good at the end of the day, even though yeah. the public side of the recognition sometimes mortifies me, but um, <laughs> it's kind of cool to see. Yeah. That good was, for you. I think it's really cool. I think it's a great honor and, and well, well-deserved. Now, one thing you mentioned how hard we work, I think during the pandemic, a lot of marketers, we even had to ratchet it up more because everything changed so quickly and you received this award during the pandemic and i'm just curious you know a lot of companies had to pivot what impact did covid play for omaha steaks uh, i i would say what didn't it impact and i would maybe say nothing but really yeah. like it changed our product supply it changed our pricing strategy because we had to control demand so we could have supply and didn't yeah. have to have sell out there were other competitors of ours who had to go dark for like six months wow which was insane and so our goal was to be able to always offer something um and we had a really smart sourcing team who got made sure we had products lined up so we could get through it those first few months we did have sellouts but we always had okay this is out here's what else you could get that's like this product and then it changed our marketing we were in the midst of overhauling our marketing partners and strategies at that moment when everything in march kind of went crazy and so it we were in one creative meeting and then two days later we're like scratch that we're gonna go to a stock (laughs) up and (laughs) we have what you need message and i say that as if i was there in that moment but the team did an amazing job of pivoting and i think like most companies you know went to a 
remote work from home status. We have a huge telemarketing team and call center group that does a phenomenal job of taking those calls from our customer. All of that went remote, which was wow. uh, a very big shift for our business. Yeah. Um, and so that's can, that's going to be a mainstay for us because we have found we've gotten really quality customer service representatives who can manage those calls better than, you know, if you have to be in an office space to do that work. So then we changed our investment strategy with how we did our marketing. Instead of pulling back, we leaned in quite a bit, upped our spend in a lot of the different projects and channels that we are activating within, just so that way we could let people know we we have an ample supply. We can get through this moment with you. And we did. And it really worked out well for Omaha Stakes. You always hate to say it, but that pandemic, it really helped our team get laser focused on how to run a really well-oiled ship where we had a lot of change happening. We had new leadership coming in. And then the team was in the process of already augmenting our product line, but it made them have to go faster because faster, we wanted people... Yeah. To experience the best, right? We want them to have the best cuts of meats. We want them to have the right size of product coming up, right? That cooler experience you order. People are in a pandemic. They're scared. They're stressed. They can't go out to a nice restaurant anymore. How do we make sure when they get that cooler at their doorstep that they have that like, I'm so excited. It's here and you open it and it's like a full cooler and it feels great. And you're like, that was worth every penny in my Mm -hmm. investment or that was worth the four day wait or two day wait, whatever it may be, but depending on locations and so that took a lot of coordination to make sure we dialed that in the right way. So, and it, and it, and in a way it changed our business model because again, we were a very gift business with self, self-buying throughout the year. But now I would say like we have continued and may, maintained our pathing of people went to Omaha Steaks for themselves and they've stayed. And so it's really kind of adjusted how we speak to our customer base now. That is great. That is great. So Angie, thinking about all of this, like you're, your career, your experience, your experience at Omaha Steaks, what advice do you have for leaders who want to make a difference? I would say you really have to have a gut belief in yourself and know kind of what where you, the direction you want to go. And if you are convicted in that, you can kind of thrive anywhere you go because it's going to be your North Star. And so if you want to make a difference, you need to make sure that you work for people that are open to a conversation. And that for me was the biggest part of any change I've made within my career. And so that's two part, right? To have a conversation, you have to speak and listen. And so for me, in my early moves, I was making changes in my career because I was wanting to learn and understand things that I like before I was running display campaigns and I worked at Yahoo where we operated campaigns and I understood the technology powering them. And so it was a very different world, but I learned a lot about what it takes to actually set up and to function as the ad platform for advertisers. And then, you know, went and worked for some really colossal brands when I was at Bailey Lowerman, which was a phenomenal experience. And so I got to really understand the different dynamics of some really kind of tier one brands in my mind and got a a, a swat of experiences there that I felt gave me a lot of the confidence I needed to be able to go and take on like some in-house roles where I did. And so once you have those convictions, then you can be confident in your voice and start to have, I think, stronger conversations with leadership to impact how they do their communication, their marketing, but also how they then impact the community. And I, you know, worked for Firespring in Lincoln. And I will say, I took a lot away from that role of working with Jay and with the team there, because he has such a strong conviction for giving back to your community. And 
a lot of companies will say, oh, times are getting tough, so we should cut this budget. And he looks at connection to community as like a non-negotiable. It is a fixed, if you think about it as your budget, it is a fixed line on your budget and it doesn't go away. That is, you can't have that be something that you just cut when times get hard because that's when your community needs it most. And so kind of, I took that away from that role and that learning with him because then you can take that and have that strong voice and that confidence and your next role, which is now for me at Omaha Stakes, like we've had a lot of fortitude as a company. And so we are now, we've expanded how we're getting back and connecting and thinking about what does this mean to our team members and their families and the experiences they get to have within the society we're in. And so it just, it's, it's an important part to help you kind of level up in those conversations. That is great advice. And I appreciate how you linked it back to your journey along the way. And so Angie, one thing people who listen to this podcast know is that I am inspired by motivational quotes. And I ask everyone I talk to, to give us a few of their own words of wisdom. So you are officially on the hot seat. Can, oh you, give, can you give me an Angie Kubitschek uh, quote that we can, can use? Sure. So um, within my team, I, I tell them all the time that the Everest of expectations will always exist. Mm. Tackling them all at once is not feasible. So we need to find our summits and that's how we'll gauge success. Oh, I love that so much. That's kind of how we are on track for the, I mean, that's driving how we operate this year as a team is that we set some big bets for ourselves as a team on what we're going to accomplish. And to say getting to the peak is the only way we've had success is not a scalable expectation. And so we've set ourselves our summits of how we're going to get there. And then how, how did we do getting there? Did we get to that third summit? That's success in its own right. Cause it's a lot of new for Omaha stakes. So that's kind of how we're approaching getting through at least this year and then how we'll approach next year. That's a great quote, a great quote and, and just great general advice, a gem there for sure. So to bring this full circle, let's actually talk about steaks. Actually, we've talked about the steaks and the seafood and the apple tartlets quite a bit. Anybody who's not hungry, I don't know what is wrong with them, but I always have to have snacks in my office because otherwise (laughs) I am like hangry by the end of the day. I'll have to go to Chef Stacy and Baker to make me art cookies. Oh gosh. (laughs) Now you're into cookies. All right. (laughs) For our listeners who would like to learn more about Omaha Steaks, maybe join the team, maybe place an order. How do they find more? Yeah, uh, the the fastest route to success would be to go to omahasteaks.com and, you know, shop. We have a lot of pre-made packages for people. So uh, make it easy to kind of have your first experience with Omaha Steaks. And then if you're looking for a career change, we are hiring like across the board right now, like crazy. Like I think most people are, but um, in the footer there, you can find our career opportunities. Or if you go to LinkedIn and connect with our HR recruiters or really any team member there, and um, we're happy to help point you in the right direction. But yeah, right now we're an expanding team. So always looking for new marketing team members, merchandisers, creatives. So fantastic. Love to have new people. All right. Peeps who are looking for a new, new career check out Omaha Steaks and order some cookies and salmon and steaks while you're there. (laughs) (laughs) Angie, as we wrap up our time together today, what is the most important thing you would like our listeners to remember about the work that you're doing? I think what I want people just to remember is that 
get the learnings, get your convictions, and then forge ahead. You create your destiny. No one's going to hand it to you. So that's what I've learned a lot through my career. It's what I'm learning as I navigate helping Omaha Steaks grow new customers. So just bet on yourself, believe in yourself, and you'll get there. Amen to that. Angie, I fully believe the world needs more people like you. So thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. Thanks for having me. This was fun. It was fun. All right. Thanks a lot. We hope you enjoyed today's Agency for Change podcast. To hear all our interviews with those who are making a positive change in our communities or to nominate a changemaker you'd love to hear from, visit kidglove.com at K-I-D-G-L-O-V.com to get in touch. As always, if you like what you've heard today, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.